You're listening to the Sewing and Growing podcast and radio show with Jay and Jay. Hello, everybody. How's it going? How are you doing through the winter season here? Are you surviving well? Are you looking forward to spring? Are you in your favorite season? I talked to a few people, mm-hmm. and their favorite season is winter. It's not my favorite. I don't understand those people. I do. I think it comes from love of winter sports. So mm. you get to ski, you get to snowboard. But hey, if you're in Colorado, if you go to a basin, you can pretty much slush yeah. your way through yeah. the mountain all the way till May. Name one of the popular winter sports that you can't do a, a summer variation of. Well, I'm thinking of snowboarding. Yeah, like wakeboarding or, or wake surfing, right? I guess. I'm Water not a big skiing. snowboarder. Yeah. Oh, so you're snowmobiling, right. skidooing. Jet skis, bro. Wow. I've never thought of it that way. There is a summer variation. Yeah. Now, my favorite season is fall. I just love same, fall. Same. But it's so... I love fall. The problem so with short. fall is it's so short that while I'm enjoying it, I'm just waiting for the yes. other shoe to fall. It's the definition of bittersweet. It's like, oh, man, this is beautiful. Ooh, I feel that cold. But you like, know what's coming. I know. <laughs> it's like, don't oh, the, get too happy. Those leaves are beautiful. But you know what's coming. They're falling. They're falling. Death. Cold, bitter. So there's always that weight on my shoulder, and my wife really feels that. So whenever it's like, man, this is beautiful, she always is so quick to be like, yeah, but it's just about to end. I'm like, hey, just let me enjoy it. Just let me enjoy it. Let me have my moment. Let me have my moment. You know, life. I would say life would be better because God designed the seasons. You know what? I'm not giving him any shade, but if summer and fall could somehow be the longest, well, summer is. Depends where you're at. Like, if fall could be the longest season, that would be that would be my take. Actually, there's really only two seasons: summer and winter. The spring they're, and they're fall are seasons. just transition times. Yeah, transition times. Yeah, it's true. But I've always lived in a place where there's been seasons and different, you know, winter, spring, summer, and fall that are noticeably different. A lot of people don't experience that in uh, coastal areas. In my Dad lived in Arizona. He said there wasn't really seasons. He didn't get to experience I don't them. know. Do the leaves change like that in Arizona? I don't know. My wife is from South Texas, and I was there for New Year's, and it was 80 degrees out. Great. But there's something to look forward to. So hopefully you're looking forward to this podcast. We are in the final installment yes. of Pray Like Paul. There are other shorter prayers from the Apostle Paul, but we wanted to go over Ephesians 1. Ephesians 3, Philippians 1, and now we are in Colossians. Remember, General Electric Power Company, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. God eats popcorn. God eats popcorn. Not a theologically true statement, but (laughs) another way to remember. Or if you want a little encouragement personally, go eat popcorn. That's a demand. Uh, we, already, we already discussed that. <laughs> we already discussed that. We are not going to go there. But let's get into this verse. Would you like to read it or would you like me to read it? Um, I, I got King James in front of me. So if you want me to read it in King James, I can. Or do you want to read it in yours? I've got new King James. Well, old is gold. I'm going to read it. <laughs> All right. We're going to do verse 9 through, I said we do verse 14. Okay says, for this cause, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that ye might walk. <laughs> 
worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Verse 13 who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Verse 14, in whom we have redemption through the blood, even the forgiveness of sins. That's a lot, folks. I like the yees and I like the haths. I think of Ye, Kanye West, and that's why I laughed. Yeah, he's banned off Twitter. (laughs) This isn't about Kanye West or Ye or however he wants to be called right now. Right now, we're talking about (laughs) the church... Paul, this prayer, and how it affects you and me. Let's read verse 9. New King James this time. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Just like Paul, whenever he hears about someone, whenever he thinks about someone, he doesn't just allow it to be there. He lifts them to Christ. It makes me convicted, not condemned. I'm not waiting heavy in despair, but I am thinking about the relationships. When I think of Pastor Jonathan, at every thought of Pastor Jonathan, am I just tossing a prayer up to the Lord? Am I lifting him to the Lord? To be honest, man, I apologize. I'm not quite there, but I'd like to be. I'd like to be at a spot where when I think about people... My gut instinct, my natural spiritual response now that I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus is to take them to prayer. Maybe that's why Paul prayed without ceasing yeah. because every thought equaled a prayer. Yeah. I just sense a pattern of consistency here. I mean, his, these prayers are oddly similar. Not oddly. We know why they're similar. And he's, he's he writing letters to these churches, and that's a great way to gain credibility in someone's life is to be consistent in what you do and what you say. And when you look back through the record books of meeting with different people, if you're saying one thing to one person and another thing to another person, you lose all type of credibility. Mm, and I love the fact that he's so consistent in the quantity and the frequency of his prayers, but also the content of his prayers for each church. It's not like I'm going to throw up a real special prayer for you and this is a bland prayer for you. No, every prayer is talking about being strengthened in the inner man, being grounded in love and growing to, a, to, to, uh, what am I trying to say? To, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's talking about knowing God, yeah, having yeah. a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. And then also what our role is. He yes. says here that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Again, wisdom is the practical application of yeah. knowledge and understanding. It's the doing. It's yeah. where the rubber hits the road. But I love in this section of scriptures, he says something different. He says it's spiritual understanding. Yeah. So often we get so heady with what God would call us to do. And it's not naturally discerned, folks. Yeah. It is the year 2023, and Pastor Mark has encouraged us to pray out Proverbs 3. Do not lean on your own understanding. understanding. We need spiritual understanding of this. We need to see God. We need to be strong in our inner man to know what he's yeah. called us to do. I like it says that I, uh, to uh, be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That, w- that Those words, wisdom and spiritual understanding, reminds me of something that we read way, way back in the old I'm talking Old, Old Testament. I'm talking Exodus. <laughs> I was wondering where you go. I was wondering if there was a book or well, section of books I didn't even know about. Just the other day, 
And it's Exodus 31, chapter 1, and it's God speaking to Moses, and he says, Moses, behold, I have taken, and there's this guy, his name's Bezalel. 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 Bezalel, he says, and I have filled him with my spirit. It's the first account of anyone being filled with the spirit of God. Wow. And he says, I filled him with my spirit with all wisdom and understanding. And in, and this guy was the master artisan of the temple, and it says to work with gold and silver and wood. So he basically filled him with the spirit of God to be the best craftsman that he could be. But to be the best that you can be, you got to be filled with spiritual wisdom and understanding. And I just thought that was cool. Even in the Old Testament, God understood the importance of something's going to get done right. And by the power of God, it's going to be done through his spirit. And you're going to have to have spiritual wisdom, spiritual understanding. See, I, I was just thinking as you were saying that, why couldn't it just be wisdom? I feel like wisdom gets the job done. It's the application of it. Right. Why not just be filled with wisdom? But if my understanding is limited, I can operate in wisdom to the level of that understanding. Right. I can apply what I understand. Yeah. But God doesn't want you to be limited in that right. capacity. He wants you to grow in your understanding so that as you're understanding raises right. your application of everything that you understand yeah. can be applied. It's not just something to be knowledgeable of very little. I think of Apollos. We had mentioned this. Mm -hmm. Apollos was very wise in the scriptures. He was operating in the wisdom of what he knew, but all he knew was the baptism of John. He hadn't even heard of Jesus yet. Yeah. So his wisdom of the Old Testament and the apostle John was very on point, right. but his understanding had to go up yeah. and then his wisdom could go up. I even up. think this about this from like a tech tech as, aspect when I'm like trying to learn how to make a certain piece of software or hardware work, you go through the steps and you follow A, B, C, D, and then, and then it works. And it's like, great, I followed the process, I applied what was in front of me and now the thing works, but I don't really understand how it works yet. And so there's like, you can follow the procedure and get the end result and still not understand the process, mm -hmm. the what and the why and the how. Which is very important for you passing it on to someone yeah. else. So I'm not belittling wisdom at all, but just having them together. It's one thing to just follow a procedure, right? And this is what turns hirelings into CEOs. Woo! People who can just follow a step-by-step -step and get the job done, yeah, great. But if you try and break it, if you take one of them steps out, uh-oh, they can't get the job done now because they don't have an understanding of how that actually works and why it works. This podcast is going to be like four hours long if we take yeah, this on each verse. Uh, no, you and me. It's a correction to both of us. Uh, let's look at verse 10. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. All right, well, what I get out of this right off the bat is that we aren't worthy to be saved in the first spot. Jesus saved us by grace through faith, not of that of ourselves. It is the gift of God. That is Ephesians 2. Paul is the minister of the gospel of grace. Really, it is a free gift. But I believe in somebody who understands their salvation, there should be this desire, even though I wasn't worthy, now that I am, I want to live up to the gift that I was given. The best response to a gift is to use it. You know, yeah. if my parents got me gifts, if I would have been like, yay, this is amazing. And then it would have sat in my closet the whole time. Disappointing. Mm -hmm. But for someone to actually use the gift that they've been given, that is the proper response to being given a gift. We have been given the gift of salvation. Now our desire not to earn, but to just live out of a godly effort of I've been given the greatest gift ever is to use the salvation that we have. I think that's what he's saying when he says, walk worthy of the Lord, fully ble pleasing him. 
What? Fully pleasing him. That's yeah. a large prayer. It is a large prayer. And there's a player. <laughs> you are a player a when player. you start living up start to living this prayer. prayer. <laughs> um, right. How do you, if you want to be fully pleasing to God, and that's that, that word fully pleasing, in my mind, means like you can be pleasing to a certain certain degree. But to be fully pleasing, it's like when Paul says that you might prove the good, acceptable, and or is it acceptable, good, and perfect will. They're of God. all in there. They're all in there, right? There's degrees of His will that you can attain, and so you can be pleasing. But to be fully pleasing, you got to jump back to the verse before that. You got to be filled with the Spirit and operate in some wisdom and spiritual understanding. If you're not operating in those things, you cannot be fully pleasing to Him. Yeah. Exactly. But it's something he's praying over people, which means it's attainable. Why waste your time praying for something that can't come to pass? Wow. First off, that's a wake up. What? Yeah, I literally did give myself a little spanking on the cheek. What? You can be fully pleasing to the Lord. Facial cheek. Facial cheek. I'm just waking myself up, church. You know what I'm saying. Let's wake yeah. up to the fact that we can be well-pleasing to the Lord. Yeah. Again, if I knew I could, couldn't please my father, would I want to obey him? What's the right. point? But if I know that my father, again, it's not works. You can go fall into that ditch. Right. But this aspect of like, man, I am having relationship to the fullest degree right. with him. It's joyful to be in his yeah. presence. We're working together. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Then I will put forth gumption to fulfill gumption. that. Well, I like this too. When he says... That you would produce fruit in every good work. Um, I read that wrong. Being fruitful in every good work. Imagine everything that you do, every seed that you plant produces a harvest. Every This is what we call the Midas touch, right? Mm-hmm. People with the Midas touch, anything that they put their hands on, anything that they try and do, they succeed. It, it produces, turns it grows. To gold. It turns to gold. There's fruitfulness from their labor. And imagine being in that place where that would be awesome where you literally have the Midas touch. You can have the Midas touch through the power of the Holy Spirit. So it's saying operating in spiritual wisdom and understanding gives you the Midas touch. I'm, this is totally a Jonathan paraphrase, but being fruitful in every good work. I'm just thinking anything I put my hand to succeeds and prospers because I have spiritual understanding and wisdom. Which is part of the blessing of the book of Deuteronomy. Yeah. That whatever you put your hands to we'll shall prosper. prosper. But I also read it this way, and this is the John paraphrase and the John insight. It says being fruitful in every good work. I believe that means that the church has a responsibility that if there's a good work happening in the community – Mm-hmm. The fingerprint of the church should be on yeah. it somewhere. When the newspaper says this charitable thing happened in the community, where's the church present in every good work? If yeah. there's a good yeah, work, yeah. is the church in the middle of it? Yeah. It's a bummer to me. I'm so glad that people are blessed. But when secular people who do not know God come up with ideas to bless people before the church does. For example, who remembers the fad, the phenomenon? <laughs> Phenomenon. Wanted to make sure I could say that word right and not slaughter it, but it came out a little choppy. Phenomenon yeah. of Tom's, the shoes. Yes. Buy one, one gets donated. Great idea. But as far as I know, the church wasn't in the middle of that. No. The church, we are the people with the wisdom and understanding of God. We should be coming up with these ideas. And when great things are happening in the community, let's jump in the middle of it and make sure right. Jesus is at the center of every right. good work. The Church is not peripheral to the world. The world is peripheral to the church. Come on. Come on, somebody. And then at the end of this, it says after we're being fruitful in every good work, 
we would increase in the knowledge of God. I think that means to understand some things about God, you have to get in the middle of it. You have yeah. to start be doing these good works. It's like the person of going, I don't know if I'm going to like sushi. I don't know if I'm going to like sushi. Taste it. Try it. I don't know if I can eat this. I don't know if, and you just have to, hey, I don't know if I'm going to like going off the diving board. Jump in. Right. Some things you're going to learn as you do them. Yeah. Exactly. That's a that's a common flaw that I even find in myself. It's like I need to learn about it first before I do it. Like I wanted to learn how to ice skate in private before I skated in front of my Canadian wife because I wanted to try and avoid all embarrassment because I, I don't know if any of you guys know this, but Canadians are born with hockey skates on. Must hurt the mother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they're born and they immediately put a pair of hockey skates. That on. sounds more. That comfortable. sounds better. Yeah, they actually born out of a hole in the ice. Um, so <laughs> but I was. I'm like, I need to learn about this because I'm gonna. I'm gonna experience uh, some some trouble. I'm gonna. I'm gonna fall. You know. And that's how it is with our walk with God. And sometimes we're like, I can't. I can't do this just yet because I don't know all about it. And I know I'm gonna fall and I'm gonna make mistakes. And God's like, No, no, no. Jump. All the way in, because that's what my grace and mercy and forgiveness is for. And if you make a mistake, that's fine. Let's let's do this thing together. Exactly. It should be this like practice. I mean, yeah. in the church, I, I I'm not saying try it out, but the church should be a bunch of people are like, man, I'm I'm getting on this. You want to go to public skate? We're gonna learn how to skate. Right. We're gonna work. I gotta work on my uh, my, my crossovers, C my C cuts, and my crossovers. Are we engaging with people like we're growing in this? I'm learning as I'm going instead of just pretending yeah, like we have it all we're together. We're continually in practice. And, you know, this isn't a sponsorship, but one of the mottos of Lululemon is live in practice. Mm. And I actually really like that. And, you know, doctors are totally fine with that, right? They say that I've been practicing. I'm a practicing For physician. 20 years. That doesn't inspire a whole lot of hope in you. Like, you're practicing? <laughs> but <laughs> as Christians... We should be practicing this thing together and be okay because in practice is where it's a safe environment to make mistakes. Absolutely. Right. And not saying that you, it's not saying that you never go out into the game of life, but Christianity is a thing that we walk out together and we make mistakes, but we are empowered to not keep repeating those mistakes. Right. I, I can't remember which businessman said it. It said, uh, fail a thousand times. That's fine. But don't keep making that same mistake mm. a thousand times. And that's what the grace of God is for. The power of God being strengthened with all wisdom, power, spiritual understanding, all that stuff is to help you stop repeating the same mistakes. Well, let's look at that yeah, power keep, source, that strength. It's yeah. right here in verse 11. It says, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, for all patience and long suffering with joy. joy. Come on. Do you want me to put my first thoughts on this and then you can maximize it? You may not know this, but Strength Finder is a personality uh, test. Pastor Jonathan is a maximizer, which yeah. I think is why we work out so well together. Not physically work out we well do together, that but sometimes. that is fun too. That. And we've yeah. pushed each other and gone farther. To the point where like, I was sick <laughs> and we were doing our max deadlift and he sends a video of him doing it by himself and I was sick. And I was so mad that I just got out of my bed of sickness and I went and I deadlifted the same. <laughs> yes, he did. But he's a maximizer. So sometimes when I put out the ideas <laughs> first, he takes them to the next level. No Here's pressure. what I get out of no this. <laughs> uh, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power. That's awesome. We can get stoked about this. I sometimes see like Dragon Ball Z video. It's just yeah. somebody getting 
They I don't take know. The I don't on, actually watch I, it. I used to watch Dragon Ball so Z. So what a happens lot. when it's in an anime when somebody gets yeah, supercharged so, with so power? So they're in their regular state. So yes. I'll just take Goku, Super Saiyan. Is that example. what it's called? He's just a regular Saiyan at that point. <laughs> and then he charges up for like sometimes it seems like the entire episode, and then all of a sudden his hair he experiences a transformation. His hair turns golden, his eyes turn green, and he's got like this wave of energy around him. And he goes into Super Saiyan mode. And then now they they have like Super Saiyan two and three and four now, and then Ascended Saiyan. And God, I don't watch this show anymore, folks. Okay, but uh, he had a power up. Yeah, he gets powered up. So let me ask you this. Saiyan. Our prayers to be powered up, and when we get powered up, for what purpose? What's the purpose? To of deal you? with people. What? Well, just a second. <laughs> you cut my punchline, man. Oh, sorry. But think about it. Forget what Pastor Jonathan said. <laughs> Men in black, I just go in front of your eyes. You don't yeah. remember what he said, but you, for some reason, remember what I said. Sugar water. What's the purpose? What's the purpose of getting charged up, built up? What's the purpose of revival? In your life, what's the purpose of you walking in the promises and the strength of God? Just think about what's the first thing that comes to your mind. Well, as Pastor Jonathan said, <laughs> the reason is for all patience and long suffering with joy. So, patience and long suffering, a lot of people think are synonyms, but they're not. Patience, mm -hmm. the word patience, is for trials and situations of yep. life. Long suffering is patience for an extended amount of time with people. So right. what Paul is saying is that I'm praying for the Colossian church to be strengthened with all might according to that inexhaustible resource of the Holy Spirit so you can deal with difficult situations and difficult people for a long time and right. you can smile about it with joy. Come on. And you got to remember the context who is writing this in because we take that be like, yeah, you know, uh, Karen at work is really hard to deal with. Thank you, Lord, for the long suffering and the patience. No, when he talks about long suffering with people, he's literally talking about people trying to kill them, trying to shut down the church. The Roman Empire is closing in. All of that. Absolutely. So does it apply to us in our workplace with Karen? Absolutely. But it's so much more than that, too, because we're going to be coming. We are in the last days. But in the last days, there are a lot of things that are going to happen. There's there's going to be a greater persecution than there ever was in church history. So if you look back at church history with Nero and the burning of Rome and Diocletian and what happened, it's going to be even worse than that. I'm not trying to scare you folks, but you I am really trying, have to say that. <laughs> I am trying to encourage you that when he's talking about patience with circumstances and with people, yes, apply it in your life now, but we need to be building ourselves up now and getting ready now for the persecution that is to come. Yes. And again, high callings from this prayer, for example, to be fully pleasing to the Lord. Second thing, that we would do all this with joy. Yeah. His expectation is that you go through this not weakened, beat down, need to be in ICU for a few months to get out right. of your coma. <laughs> but listen, he's expecting you to do it with a smile on your right. face, with spiritual power and joy. And he was writing this from a place of joy, and he was beaten and in prison. Amazing. It's again, it's a, it's a high calling, but it's something as we pray this for ourselves and others, we can walk in. Let's look at verse 12. Why don't you read Giving it? thanks unto the Father, which hath, sorry, King James, made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. He's saying all that, man. And then he says, we're going to give thanks. And I love what he said. Um, we'll read it in the New King James because maybe, maybe I'm thinking of the, this verse, but it's... Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. 
No, I was thinking about when he said that be thankful for this is the will of God for you. Yeah, that's in Thessalonians. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's first or second. Yeah. I think it's Anyways. first Thessalonians. But what I like about this is that you've already been qualified. You may be hearing this and go, wow, I'm not fully pleasing to the Lord. I hardly know what God's will is. I feel like I'm stumbling in my dead end job. I'm so weak. I'm not strengthened. I get angry at people all the time. I'm so lost. He's like, ah, ah stop right now. Be thankful. Yep. Be thankful in faith. Don't go down that rabbit trail. Don't, don't go, go down, down that, that spiral. Don't go. Don't start spiring. Don't, don't get go down in the, the sink. Drain. Molly grubs. Is that what Molly it is? Molly grubs. Molly. Whatever. Molly crew. That, Molly crew. Don't listen. Oh. Never mind. <laughs> no Botley crew. And no despair in your life. Thank God right now in the middle of it. And thank him for this reason, that you are qualified. You have qualified. Classic statement that we say a lot in church. God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. He takes you where you're at and he's qualified you. So you can be thankful for that. I don't have anything to be thankful for today. Yes, you do. That you've been qualified to be a partaker. Right. What are you partaking of? You're partaking of that strength. You're partaking of that spiritual wisdom and revelation. You're taking part of what he prayed in Ephesians, that love that's been shed right. abroad in your heart. All these things that are available to you, right. you are qualified. He's saying, so the things beforehand, be thankful. But even the things written afterwards, be thankful. Why? Because he's delivered us Verse from 13. the power of darkness. And he's translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of of sins. That's another, he's just put it, I was about to say nail in the coffin. It's the nail in the coffin of your doubt. Of the old man. And of the old man. Come on. You've got so many reasons to be thankful. Um, and that, those are just one of, of many, but he's just encouraging you. And I think we, we forget this. And I think the church of Colossae and the, and the, and the new Testament or the early church, I should say, um, with what was happening around them with the Roman empire, it would, they, it was hard it, it was easy to forget that they were translated out of darkness and into light. And that's spiritually speaking, but physically speaking, the darkness was surrounding them. And so it was a really good reminder to say, you know what, you know, you have been delivered, you have been forgiven, you have been redeemed, and you can endure what's going on here. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise him. Glory to God. Sorry, Thank my you, nose Father, is dripping. For qualifying us to partake in all the benefits of the new life, but even before that, translating us from a kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. We sometimes struggle with the word sanctification. Like, oh, are you, I know you're saved, brother, but are you sanctified? And sanctified means to be set apart. But from what I see here, the foundation of sanctification has already happened. He's conveyed yeah. us from a kingdom of darkness and not just put us in this separate place. It's not like you were outside of the house and then you were brought to the the like back room in a kid table. <laughs> you were brought to the kid's table, but the kid's table is the kingdom of Come his on. son. You're at the kid's table with Jesus. You've been brought to the same table as Jesus. And if we chew on that, if we're thankful for that, I think it'll just help our sanctification process. We'll start walking in the new man. The old man will be put away. Yeah. Similar to what I heard someone say, there are no hinges on the casket of the old man. It's not opening up. It's a thing of your past. You're not walking in it. You're living in the new life. And that's a place of strength, knowing God's will and being fully pleasing Amen. to the Lord. There's the summary of the Colossians prayer. Yeah.
Well, I was just, I was reading a little bit further. I don't know when he actually ends this prayer because there's no like solidifying amen. No, there isn't. And he starts talking about the supremacy of Christ almost, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's the head of the church and all of that, which I encourage you, read the whole Bible. And if you're in Colossians, read past check. Read past uh, verse 14. It'll bless you. Amen. But let's do wisdom of the day real quick. All right. Do you have anything um, right off the My bat? wisdom of the day is just something because I, when I read over this again this morning, I got this revelation. I know it's not exactly the meaning and the context. But again, that's what I love about the word of God is it, it can be revealed in new ways, new aspects, and be applied in many different ways. But I liked what it said when he said that you would be fruitful in every good work and just thinking that whatever I put my hand to prospers and, and has produce, right? because of the spiritual wisdom and understanding that is in me by the Spirit of God. I second that section of Scripture, that we'd be fruitful in every good work, and realizing that if there is a good work happening, that there is a spiritual responsibility for the church to be involved in that. And not just to get in on what the world's doing, but really to be the forerunner of the good works in the community so that Christ will be glorified and people be drawn unto Him. And that's in us. You have creative capabilities to come up with good works and to operate in them and draw people to Christ. So let's start today. Yeah. Um, you want me to pray? I would like you to pray. Alrighty. Well, Father God, we come to you through the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> um, we thank you, Father God, that you've called us to something amazing. And you said you've called us to be partakers in the divine nature, but partakers in this beautiful plan of redemption that you are putting forth into the earth through us, Father God. So I pray that as we understand our calling, that we would walk worthy of our callings, Father God, that we would be pleasing and acceptable to you, that we would operate with all wisdom and understanding, spiritual discernment, Father God, that we would operate in the fruit of righteousness, and that we would be well-pleasing to you, Father God, and it would be all for your glory. I'm actually praying the old, <laughs> the, the, one of the previous prayers of Paul, but they all work together. I uh, thank you, Father God. Um, that we are being strengthened and getting an increase in knowledge, and not just human knowledge, but that spiritual revelation, that epic gnosis knowledge in your love, in your power, what you've called us to do. Um, I'm going to end this prayer now. Thank you. <laughs> in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And that's really the hope of what Pastor Jonathan said, that we wouldn't vain repetitiously pray these prayers, but these prayers would become alive in us and we would draw from them, blend them and live in all of them. And I pray that and declare that right now that you would live in God's best until you join us again on the Sewing and Growing Podcast with Jay and Jay.